This shit is about to kick off Me and G-Mark's real as it gets This ain't a rip-off Well, maybe it is Cause when I handle my biz I rip the game into bits And leave all my haters pissed off I crisscross on my thoughts Until I'm lost Turn it up a notch on your bows And just watch Go tell all of your boys That we're bringing the noise They'll have no other choice Because it just rocks Now here's a pair of lyrics Fresh like a pair of new kicks No matter how you do it We turn it up music Yo, yo, yo Welcome back to another episode Of Trey and Johnny's comic book show My name is Trey My name is Harry No <laughs> I did that intentionally. It's Johnny. You should know by now. My name is Johnny, for real, for real. <laughs> And of course, we've got Senor Vito with us today. Say hello, sir. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. Good day. <laughs> very, Sorry, very low funny. key. Considering versus what he usually is up on here talking about. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Where the hose at? Where the hose at? Where the comic hose? Coming at? in with a Jesus and Mero entrance almost every week, yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, we are back to talk to you guys about a little bit of comic nerd shit uh, that is going on. Although none of us are quite prepared to really dive deep into too much of anything. So we're going to do what we haven't done in the last few weeks. Is which talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what we thought about the complete series now that everybody has watched it. And we're going to talk about Invincible now that everybody has watched it. So, Johnny, why don't you start off? With Falcon and Winter Soldier? All right. Uh, well, you know, reflecting on the whole series itself, I was thinking that, uh, you know, even though it's good to watch it, it's not like essential viewing, you know, like in the in the scale of the MCU. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking if you take out everything that happened in there, like from what happened to Endgame to whatever is going to come out in the movies, like you're really not missing much. Because like if you think about it, at the end of Endgame, Sam gets the shield, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you kind of... You go into the Disney Plus storyline, but like, you know, you go through a struggle to get the suit and all that. But like, if you take away the fact that you, if you didn't watch the show, your last thing is you saw Sam get the shield in Endgame, and then next thing you know, you see him again, and he's going to be in a Captain America suit. Boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Uh So like, to me, it was like, the show's all right, but it's not like essential. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you really miss a lot if you, if you miss watching that show. You know what I'm saying? not unless some of the theories about about it are true, whatever. About Sharon Carter being uh, uh what's it called? A damn! I just fucking blanked out on that fucking broker. No, no, no. That all right? So the reason, so there's a reason why. I mean, there's a theory or whatever saying that she's actually a scroll, and that's why hmm. she's she's like this. Interesting. I've heard that theory before. Yeah, and it, it, and it makes sense or whatever because uh you know it's out of place or whatever. And seeing that. You know how the the ending of Wandavision, like they they showed a scroll, or whatever. So they're like, maybe it's all connected, and it's leading into Secret Invasion, which is going to be a show anyway. So maybe it's the shows or whatever that lead up into a bigger show. When does Secret Invasion supposedly drop? Like next year, right? Or is it longer Something than like, that? I think it's either Something late like that. next year or like the year after that, like sometime in mid or early. Yeah, because at this point, it's just been announced, right? They haven't started working on it yet. No, not really. Yeah. Gotcha. I kind of agree with Johnny where I don't think that it's necessarily like, you know, mandatory viewing uh, for the MCU. But at the same time, it does do a lot of world building and it gives mm-hmm. you more of an idea of how people felt about the snap and the blip and what's going on in the world. Because we don't really see that in any context in except for like, like a couple of seconds in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Like, that's really it. And t- until you get to... Um, 
until you get to what WandaVision and you see the chaos of like when when uh, Monica Rambeau came back in that hospital scene and then in this where you see how the governments of the world are reacting and how everybody in all the different countries and everything were reacting to all of this because it's just some shit that you really don't see in the Marvel movies so we don't really get that mm. side of any of it and it's kind of cool to see but like you said with all the stuff that went on in here like this could have been like the B plot to some movie like I mean you know what I'm saying like it didn't necessarily need to be a show I mean it was cool and all but I don't think it really did much in the way of too much more building like the wow factor of the MCU it just kind of like was a very linear move for them like unlike WandaVision, which was just completely different and nobody knew what to expect from it from week to week. So now I think they kind of it's, it's going to have to they're going to have to switch up how they do stuff. In my opinion, for the for, for the further shows, like I think Loki is going to be a great way to pivot away from shit and look at everything from a whole different angle. You know, the whole multiverse type shit. But like you said, I just don't think it would be I don't think it's necessary to be mandatory viewing at all. I wasn't even like. It wasn't like, uh, what was the joint before that? WandaVision, where, like, I was, like, every Friday I have to watch it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes out, I have to watch it. Like, uh, for this, I was just like, eh, I could wait, like, Saturday or Sunday to watch it. Like, I wasn't really, like, that pressed to watch it, you know? Yeah. Um, it was still a good show. It just wasn't something that was, to me, it was, like, mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it was like it, it did good with some of the little subplots with Bucky and, and Sam versus the overall Captain America arc. Yeah. And it didn't have, uh, what's it called, like, the, the theories and shit wasn't as rampant or whatever as how it was with WandaVision. With WandaVision, you know, everything was like, oh, it could be Mephisto, or oh, it could be this, or oh, it could be this, or it could be mutants, or it could be doing this, right? And you didn't really, you really didn't see that with, with, with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nope. Well, I mean, look at the- I mean, the biggest thing to come out of it was uh, Baron Zemo dancing at the club. <laughs> Big facts. But I mean, look at it this way, like the the world of WandaVision and everything, it was just ultimately weird to the point where you could have just all types of weird different theories and shit going on with speculations yeah. of this demon or this magical person or whatever, whatever. That doesn't really happen with, yeah. with, with a Captain America style movie. Like, you know what you're getting when you go in there. Motherfuckers are going to be shooting at you. You're going to be fucking fighting them back and you're going to try and yeah. find a way to take the person out without killing them. Blah, 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 blah. Gang, gang lesson learned like whatever it is it's very straightforward that's why i was like it's just a linear move for marvel it wasn't a bad yeah. linear move it was just a linear move no that's all right it was just okay yeah, it was a good movie. i mean it's a good show i didn't mind it at all no all right well uh so what do you what do you guys think of this um what is her name god damn it the one julia louis dreyfus played uh valentina fontaine whatever princess Angelina contessa valina felessa banana vana fofesca the third yeah she's uh Madam Hydra. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do we think... Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Fury's girlfriend. <laughs> but she's also, like, worked for AIM, and she's also worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's no real way to guarantee who she's worked for, who she's working for currently. Yeah, and she's, uh, what's it called? I, I think that they introduced it because, uh, you guys haven't read Hawk, uh, what's the name? Uh, Hawkeye, right? The comic? No. No. Okay, so... Uh, Matt Fraction did it or whatever, and then that's when they introduced Kate Bishop. I mean, they they brought in Kate Bishop or whatever in their grand story or whatever. It shifted main character, uh, the main character point of view or whatever. So, so first it started off like the first five story uh, storylines or whatever was Clinton Barton living his normal life or whatever, trying to you know be uh, living his normal life or whatever. And his life was so in shambles that Kate Bishop came by and helped him out. Now, when she moved out, she became the main character in that storyline. Her main villain was Madame Hydra. Mm, so with 
So, yeah, and since this Hawkeye TV show is kind of loosely based on that story, she might end up being the, she might end up being the villain for that. Yeah, I heard she was supposed to be in the Black Widow movie, too, as a cameo or something like that, too. Yeah. Oh. yeah, they were saying how she was supposed to be introduced in that first, of course, but, you know, what they did with Black Widow. Yeah. And uh, let me see. We've already kind of touched on... Uh, the Sharon Carter thing, but what are your thoughts on the Sharon Carter thing? We've already heard it, Vito. Do you do you go along with that, Vito? The you think she's a scroll? I kind of don't want to because I kind of like her story of her being you know fucked over by the government and now she's like has like a, she has it out for them, mm-hmm. so she's trying to fuck over the government even though you know the Carter like they said the Carter name is huge and synonymous with like with with government officiating and all. I mean, I will, I understand why she did it. I completely get it and I really like it. And it's a different take on, you know, the traditional, you know, good person always stays good or whatever. Yeah. So it's a different, something different that Marvel can do. And so I really hope it's not like a scroll thing. Is that something that, uh, has she ever gone rogue or been bad like that in a comic? I don't know of honestly. Yeah, I don't I never really, really I've never up, read uh, anything that she's actually been in, like Agent 13's actually yeah, no. been in, so. She's been in, like, some Captain America, obviously some Captain America runs I read in the past, mm-hmm. but she was, like, a good guy or good girl or good woman character. <laughs> last, yeah, the last time I, last time I seen her in a comic or read anything that was in, in there was when, uh, Captain America, you know, the whole Hail Hydra thing that, 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 that happened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she looked old, so I don't know if it was because she is old in the comics. I mean, technically, she's been rocking around with uh, Steve Rogers since, like, the late 60s, early 70s. So, okay. So then, I don't know. There's also, I, I think, uh, a storyline where they went to, like, an alternate uh, alternate universe or what. They went somewhere where time, yeah, time occurred differently than the time of normal time. So she aged, obviously, a lot more than Steve Rogers did because he oh, okay. didn't age like that. And then when they See, came that was... Back, she that was did. before then, then because uh, yeah. all right. So then that was before what's it called? Uh, Attack on Pleasant Hill, which that's that's the comic that I was talking about where yeah. she looked old. Yeah, what's his name was doing the that's, art for that's the one why... talking about? You know, what's his name? John Romita Jr. I think he was doing the art uh-huh. for Captain America at the time. Yeah, yeah, that said, yeah, that was that was Dimension Z. Yeah, so uh, it was probably that then. Yeah, and that's uh, where what's his name? That's when Captain America became all old, and they had old Cap. Yeah, and, and then it's all on Pleasant son. Hill. He had uh, adopted son. Yeah, and then that's when uh, Tag on Pleasant Hill happened. He came in, he came in touch with uh, the the Cosmic Cube, and then that's when it made him young again. Yeah, you know they found a way. They always do to make him young. Trace is lost. I mean, uh, yeah, I like the Captain America from the movies, but I can give a damn about a Captain America comic book. So they're, they're boring as hell. And then when what's his name? Yeah, whatever Coates. I always forget how to pronounce his name. He's from around the way too. Tanahisi. Um, whenever, when he did Black, I still haven't read his Black Panther stuff, man. That shit just took me out. Honestly, I was excited to read his Black Panther stuff. And like I said, I got to like, like, I got to episode or issue three and it was like, it was really like just a lot of talking. And I was like, I don't know if I can get on with this. But then they made, they made this point to talk about how he was going to like get like Luke Cage and Storm and a bunch of other people to help him out with, with whatever was going on. And I was like, all right, it's about to be good. Man, they was in there for like not even a whole comic issue. And then it just went back to talking. I was like, all right, I'm cool with this. Yeah, and that's when they introduced the crew. <laughs> the crew. Yeah, yeah the it was part of the crew or something too. Yeah, yeah. it was it was all of them. And uh, no, yeah, he his stuff is because he 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 you know he's a what's it called uh author like uh, he writes books for a yeah. living before he went into comic books. So mm-hmm. like he brought that characteristic of being extremely wordy into the 
He's a comics. You're just like he's a political dog. author too, so that even makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, obviously Marvel sure. likes him if they made it, made him do Captain America as well. You know, I, I mean, like, Captain dog, America he's... is more of a political book and than anything else. You know, what I'm saying like versus. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wakanda would be too, especially since what happened with within Wakanda and Black Panther with the government mm-hmm. and how it's run. But I mean, like in America, if you're if he's still fucking around with shield or the government or anybody of course you know that political shit could come in more handy there um yeah. but how you could make a captain america comic more boring i don't know yeah it's kind of, it's like superman comics no offense hobby but superman comics are boring as hell you know i don't I read think, them I but like, i could agree with that yeah i feel like superman is like the dc equivalent to uh captain america they're just not exciting it, comics to me it really does depend on who's writing them and because his son, his son Jonathan or whatever, they're making a big point of him or whatever, where he's going to be the new Superman and he's going to take over the Superman mantle in uh, like the next co- upcoming months or whatever. So Peter Tomasi is his name. When he introduced him or whatever, Superman became like, oh, how do I become a dad? How do I teach him in, in order to control his powers and how do I pass my values on to him or whatever? And that's when it became interesting. But when it's just like something... You know, oh, okay, how can I, you know, if there's a villain that's as strong as me or whatever, how can I beat him or whatever? Then that's when it's boring. And there's a lot of that, because he fights a lot of super strong motherfuckers. Yeah. Last, actually, great Superman book I read was something called American Alien. It's just uh, a whole bunch of stories. Of, yeah. Uh, Max, 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 Max Lord, or, no, no, Max Landis is the writer for that. And he, isn't he like a director or no, something like a, that? He's a movie writer. Yeah. So what he did is that, uh, he took different stories and different points of Clark Kent's life that shaped him who he is today. So, like, I think at one point he made the joke of how Clark Kent kind of looks like Bruce Wayne. Mm. He he had he had to meet uh, Oliver Queen, and he mistook him for for what's his name um, for Bruce Wayne. And then, like, he was over there just like impersonating him, living his like you know playboy lifestyle, and realized hey, that this shit, ain't, this party and shit ain't for me. Yeah. One last question for the both of you guys in regards to Captain uh, America. I mean, Captain America. I guess it is Captain America that went to Soldier now because that's what it ended as. Uh, Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon. <laughs> what was y'all's take on the whole Isaiah Bradley character? I thought it was dope. And it actually made me want to go read his limited series, actually. Because like, um, yeah. I saw a lot of YouTube videos and, you know, the art looks dope. But just the fact that, like, you know, you really yeah, know that they tried to experiment on... Uh, other people, the super super soldier serum, uh-huh. but uh, it's interesting that they did it. You know, it's African Americans and like um, backstory. How like you know, for I'm sure versus like a white person to try to write like uh-huh. they weren't thrown in jail or they weren't you know they don't have that prejudice against them like you know a black person would. You know, and I thought I thought in the show it was interesting and again it made me want to go read that comic series. And for the storyline storyline wise, it actually helps out. And, you know, helps out introduce people like Logan or whatever. Because, you know, like in the comics, Project, I mean, uh, Task Force X was, you know, them, it was their 10th try trying to replicate, what's it called? Uh, the Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same, the, the same, the same, what's it called? The same test, the same thing that gave Captain America his powers was what unleashed, you know, Logan. And, and what, in like the Ultimate Comics or whatever, it's what gave him his, uh, unleashed his healing ability or some shit like that. Okay. I've actually never so, read any of the Ultimate shit, so... Uh. The Ultimate comics are pretty dope, for the most part. It wasn't until, like, there were three three different Ultimate runs, right, Harvey? Like, legit. Yeah. The third one was wild. There was, like, a, there was like a Iron Man, Black Widow sex tape that leaked, and it was, like, in the very first issue. 
Damn. So that's how, that's how that went. And then also, <laughs> they made uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, um, like, like incest. Like, they alluded that they were, like, knocking boots. Oh, I've, I've seen evidence of that before, yeah. Yeah. I heard there was a lot of weird shit that went on. Although I heard a lot of other characters are, like, just more ruthless than they normally are. Like, I heard Storm is, like, mm-hmm. hella ruthless in this jump. Yeah. It was a while. They were definitely, like, more aggressive when it came to certain shit, you know? I think that the Isaiah Bradley jump was actually pretty dope. Although it was it was job sad, but again, it's just like, damn, can black people in history, even in comics, catch a break? Shit. God damn. I also thought it was dope how he was from Baltimore, or at least lived in Baltimore. You know, yeah. I was like, hey, be more, hey, what up, you know? In-state jump, in love. <laughs> yeah. And they introduced his grandson, which is like, uh, you know, a character in the comics as well, you know, which is pretty dope. That is true. And apparently his grandson didn't have the super soldier serum until he got like a transfusion for some reason from his mm. grandfather. Like, mm. Why he got a transfusion, I don't know, but he ended up getting that. And then that's what gave him super soldier abilities. As well. Being being from Baltimore or whatever, he probably got shot. I mean, possibly. My man threw a damn Altoids tin through the wall. I was like, I'm, I can't. I can't. <laughs> This old man is I'm strong surprised shit. the Altoid can could have could have you know survived that. I thought it would disintegrate here, like <laughs> just, you know. Upon impact, for real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you? Let's go ahead and move over to this whole invincible thing because that shit is a lot from the first episode. Um, I can start with that man because uh, you kept telling me to watch it over and over again. You know what? I was like, I was like, satisfied, Trey's request i finally watched it mm-hmm. and i fucking binged the hell of it because it was great because that first episode i was like all right it's just like you know every not every but like you know overpowered superhero right mm-hmm. and then this this version is like oh you see his family life like his son's about to be a superhero too you know about to get powers and then the last 10 minutes was just like a fight scene that was like off the chain crazy you know i was like holy crap like like it was ultra violent, blood gore, everything. And then I was you were like, wondering if you were still watching the same thing, huh? Yeah, I was like, holy shit! I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> like keep watching this. And the whole like, the whole show just like in terms of violence and and just the sheer graphic nature of it just increased as the episodes went on. You know, so I thought that was pretty dope. What about you, Vita? <sighs> Invincible, something that I've been trying to read for like the past five, six years. But that now. shit is like on the bottom. Yeah, but the thing is that no, no, I, I, I was going to read it, but like when, when you try to commit to something like that, and then it's like at issue one hundred fifty-two, you're like, and then if you look at the trades or whatever, it's like nine trades at the time. I'm like, uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I bought the first trade and I've never read it, but then when it came out, I was like, All right, let me just give it, let me just give it a shot. I watched it and I was like, this is typical, you know. And then the last fight scene happened. I was like. Fuck! Did I just watch yo? Uh-huh. Like he handled, I was, and then it, it became the whole okay. Well, what if Superman was evil, and then it it's straight away from that because it, his reason for doing it is not the same way as what what Superman would have been. And then um, the teams, his uh, his 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 gay friend and everything, mm. like recognizing him or whatever when he was in, at that college getaway or whatever. The show is really good, man. Anyone who doesn't want to watch cartoons because it's cartoons or whatever, but likes comic book, uh, comic book based material stuff, should fucking watch it. Also, the voice cast was insane on this show. They had Mahershala Ali, Ezra Miller, 
Seth Rogen, Sandra O, oh. Sandra O, oh, and um, what's his name? Stephen Stephen Yoon, or I forget how you pronounce that. Yeah. Going to do from The Walking Dead. Yeah. But like, there are so many big names to this because, like, as you hear it, you'll be like, "Oh, it sounds like such and such," and now I look it up, uh-huh. and you'll be like, "Oh shit, it is this person." Like, I was like, "Damn, they got big names to do this show." Granted, they're not in it a whole lot, but you know, they're still in it. You know. Now, did y'all yeah, notice no, that this so- man goes to Reginald Vell Johnson High School, and Reginald Vell Johnson is the goddamn voice of the fucking principal, whose name is Carl Winslow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this is out when of." They introduced the principal. Yeah, he's like, yeah. When they, second, when like, they introduced he's... the principal, they, they said his name first, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's like like from the Family Matter show," principal and then Winslow, he popped yeah. up, and then he looked just like him, <laughs> and he's the voice of that too. Like he voices yeah. the guy too, so it's just like. Why is the school Reginald Vell Johnson? I just like I want to know like from the artist who created it. Why did you yeah. pick Carl Winslow to like you know to name the John after? It makes no sense. But hey, whatever. That's funny. I'm sure yeah, there's a hilarious stereo behind, uh, st- uh, story yeah. behind it. Yeah. Me personally, I do. I fucked with this John like like just like y'all said. Uh, after that first episode was done, you just kind of sat there blinking your eyes for a couple seconds, like yo, what the fuck? And mm. then um, you see how you just kind of watch Omni Man go downhill. And you, you can tell something's going to happen, but you don't know what the fuck is about to happen until he just busts out and says it. And then, yo, that beatdown that he gave to his son, I was just like, bruh, you ain't had to do all that. Like, I yeah. mean, this man took, dragged him through an oncoming train, beat him across like a continent and a half at least, and then literally beat him into a mountain until he couldn't fucking talk anymore. And also, while killing other people in the process, and telling and taunting him, and telling him to save him, save them. <laughs> like this is all your fault. They, could, they wouldn't have died <laughs> if you didn't just join me. Like, god damn. Yeah, the show's dark as fuck, man. But it was great. I mean, it's definitely completely different from everything else that's out there. If that yeah. makes sense. And it's yeah, it's it's funny. Them fucking aliens that kept on coming back. Uh-huh. Mm. Right, uh, Seth Seth Rogen being island alien, where he's like patrolling and shit. That was a surprise. Uh, I couldn't believe that shit. That shit was funny when he was like, oh shit, this isn't the other planet. This is Earth. He's like, oh fuck. Oh, so he's like, I, I've been fucking up. It's, this isn't your ass. It's Earth. Yeah. He's like, oh shit. Oh fuck. I gotta go. <laughs> That's just how it happened. Yeah. And um, the aliens that aged quick on Earth. That was kind of funny because they kept getting the ass whooped, kept coming yeah. back, and they kept getting the ass whooped. And then Omni Man just went to their planet and just killed everybody. He killed him for so long that he came back with a full beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, like... Yeah, it was a great show. Well, what do you guys look forward to for next season? Because they kind of gave us, like, a, at the end of the first season, the, that last episode, it kind of gave you, a, uh, like, a, a flashback to everybody who's, like, you know, who basically is ready in, ready in the wings for season two. Like, the aliens that age were, were one of the clips that they showed. Um then they showed what's his name, the cement dude that turns into the guy who turns into the cement guy, him and his new crew. Um, let me see the voice. yeah, the way he hustled Invincible. Yeah, that was crazy. That was actually pretty smart, y'all. I didn't expect that. And then uh, what Doc Seismic uh, was underground as, with as the lava the, people. As that episode progressed, I was like, oh, he's about to be the the game like like warlord, kind of like how Luke Cage did in his last season. Uh-huh. You know how he took over as the the head of the gang for Harlem. Yeah, it was kind of I got those vibes from that episode as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the way uh, that that lion or whatever that interspace lion or whatever, I thought the whole cliche Omni Man. Since Omni Man was chilling right outside the building, I thought he was gonna show up and stop him or whatever. And now he fucking put that little 
that ball, that spike ball, whatever cane that he had through the through his fucking stomach. Yeah, fucking insane. Apparently, I, I I saw some video that lion thing. Apparently, like it's like pretty much the only thing that can give a Viltrumite like a real fight, like in the entire. Oh universe. shit! I forgot what it's called, but it's it's like whatever its species is. It's like the top dog of its species, and like it just whoops. It goes around looking for the best fight everywhere. And I think Shouldn't it's literally the only thing that could probably stand up to Omni. Omni that explains. Yeah, that's why it explains why Omni Man didn't want any parts, and he just stood outside. Was like, uh. I'm not doing this one. Yeah, just let, let me let him, let him get his ass whooped. It's also sad, like the scene, because you know, it's still fresh in my head when he has the flashback of when uh, he's watching Mark play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And as he as he's getting his ass beat, and that father son moment, and then you know, it's come to this where you know he's grooming him essentially to take over planet Earth, you know, and uh, he's beating his ass because he he refuses to. And him, oh well, yeah, and him being, uh, being, him allowing himself to let his son get beat up by that lion thing actually goes along with, like, the principles of his people with the Viltrumites, where, like, only strong survive. So if he's like, if my son can't survive this, then, you know, he doesn't deserve to be ruling the world or whatever with me when I decide to take over. That lion thing got away too, right? Like, he didn't get Yeah, he was yeah. like, it's in a portal, it's in a portal <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, he, he was like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> I want to see a rematch. I want to see a rematch, like him between him and uh, Invincible. That would be dope. Invincible got to come with it this time. But he uh, he just underestimated. Well, he overestimated himself is really what he did. Yeah, but I'm sure he's going to, like, go through, like, a training heavy thing in season two to, like, you know, get on the level of his father, you know? True, true. Uh, so that was, that was uh, that's actually one of the big, uh, one of the big, what's it called, changes that they did. So... In the, in the, in the movie, I mean, in the show, he gets his name because of his dad, uh-huh. right? It was, prof- it was, uh, Principal Winslow that gave him that idea in the comic. Interesting. He was like, you kids, you kids, you kids always thinking that you guys are invincible. And that's how he got his name. But I in actually the am. <laughs> well, we've talked to, we talked a bunch about, of course, uh, the character Invincible and talked a pretty good deal about his dad, Omni Man, and how destructive and sh- dangerous the, those motherfuckers can be. But what about some of these other characters? And I'll say any of the other characters besides the fake Justice League that got killed at the beginning, of, at the end of the first episode, but like the other characters that we actually like see in battle and, and, you know, throughout the course of this series. Like, who do you think is the best of them and why? I don't know about the best, but when I saw Immortal come back, I was like, oh shit, he's about to go wreck Omni Man, only for him to get wrecked again and get murdered again. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, Sice, I was like, okay, he's going to help out, you know what I'm saying? He's going to help beat Omni Man. And he comes and then he basically gets slaughtered all over again. I was like, damn, you're a waste of time. That was blind rage, you know? <laughs> he ain't really thinking of yeah. what plan of attack when that happens. Yeah. And if you go against someone who's actually stronger, then. You... My favorite, my personal favorite, was Monster Girl. <laughs> Especially that reveal where have, have you guys watched Big Mouth? No. Okay. So, uh, you, but you guys know what it is. I know it's a TV show. I, I know it's a show on it's Netflix. A, it's a, yeah, it's a show on Netflix about some uh, middle school kids or whatever who who what's it called are going through puberty or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole bunch of perverted jokes in it, and they're like it's like it gets a little bit out of hand because they have something called the hormone monster or whatever. It's a little figment of their imagination or whatever who helps them try to go through puberty with themselves but they get the shit all wrong there's a little kid over there who fucks his pillows and his name is jay who's the voice of that fire kid in the team team oh <laughs> uh, yeah and 
And the thing is that he doesn't change his voice at all. No, he's not so even the kid moment, in real life. I know who you're talking uh-huh. about because he used yeah. to be on that show so, called uh, The League. Parks and Rec. And he was on oh, Brooklyn okay. Nine Nine for a while too. The dude, the dude okay. with the beard, right? Uh-huh. The heavy beard. Yeah, and he was in the Good he's, Place for a while as well too. He's funny as fuck. So he is. Yeah, he's he's fucking hilarious. Now the thing is that hearing him, you hear Jay, mm. right? Which is a kid's name that in in, in in Big Mouth. So hearing him the entire time, I'm fucking. I'm 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 fucking picturing Jay, and in that whole shower scene with him and Duplicity, uh-huh. mm. that duplicate. that's some Jay shit to do. Duplicate. Oh, duplicate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because her name is Kate. You get so, it? Uh, so <laughs> watching that, so so watching that, I was like, I, it gave me a little laugh or whatever because it reminds me of the character. It's like he brought both of them together for that one scene or whatever. Gotcha. But uh, I I really couldn't get into him because of his voice being so similar to 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 the other guy and. I kind of liked uh, what's her name? Um, that that Gillian chick's name, uh, Adam Eve. Mm. Yeah, she's actually mad dumb, okay. powerful. I, I saw some. Yeah, like, her. yeah, the way she just created that little treehouse and then creates, you know, she she's able to bring up what's it called the the the, the farmer's crops and everything and mm-hmm. stop the wildfires and all. I was like, yo, she's mad OP. Like, well, why is she doing more? She's like their version of Scarlet Witch, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. They said, "What was it?" They said, "I think she they, she rearranged. She can rearrange matter at the atomic level." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's like she she's like the molecule man, really. Like she's dumb powerful. The front, the front door. I mean, the house doesn't even have a front door anymore, uh, and her dad was just trapped inside the house and shit. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. <laughs> One of the characters I know I didn't. I, I wasn't a big fan of the the Rexplode dude. The one you were talking about. That's that's that guy's voice because yeah. it was just like, okay, here's uh somebody that definitely just a rip off of Gambit, like. Like, oh, true. I didn't think about that. That's all yeah. I really saw was a ripoff of Gambit. But the robot character was, like, creepy to begin with. And then to find out that he was just, like, this deformed body that was, like, somewhere off in the cut controlling all the goddamn robots, like, that was even creepier. So, like, the whole robot arc for me has just been one creep factor after the next. Like, it's just insanely creepy. Then then he took Rex's DNA to create a body so that he could hang out with the monster girl. I was like... I low-key thought he was the bad guy at one point because there was that yeah, scene where like, he's looking at a monitor like in the dark and somebody's like, yo, you good? And then he just like, yeah, I'm chilling. Like, you know, I thought he was like maybe controlling Omni-Man or something like that. You know, yeah. so it's that. Yeah, and also he, he let the twins out. Yeah. The twins are fucking thought, hilarious, yo. I thought they were cool, actually, because they kept arguing who the clone and who the real one was. Or, yeah, and know, I get why. Yeah, and I understand why yeah. they, 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 they did mean, they it when explained he explained it. it. They explained yeah, it, yeah. When they explained, like, I was like, I completely get it. Uh-huh, yeah, because exactly. if not, they'd be killing each other like forever, you know. And um, I thought, I, I mean, overall, I thought every character was interesting in their own way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought all of them were cool. If um, I had to choose who I really didn't care for, well, also I thought um, the most underrated one was the demon dude. You know, like you would know he's around because everything got cold. Oh yeah, now he was um, he was slick though. I liked him. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was dope. I hope he comes back another season, like the next season, you know? It was wild that they did an exorcism to get rid of him. I didn't even think that they would have to do some shit like that. Yeah, I needed Jesus after watching that one, bro. I was like, this <laughs> is some stuntanic shit right here, you know? I don't know. I it's got like... Ron Perlman vibes when, like, listening to him talk and everything. Was it... Who, the twins? No, the demonic, uh, what's it called, uh, investigator. Oh, I have, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I kept, on think- yeah, I, kept on, I kept on thinking about Ron Perlman. Every time he was on screen, nah, I don't know, maybe because of Hellboy or whatever. 
maybe he had the Hellboy look, mm-hmm. but he didn't sound like Ron Perlman. Mm-mm. He spoke like Yoda, where he was talked backwards. Yeah. Like, like husband did it, you know, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Although I would like to see more of him in the next season to see exactly what mm-hmm. you know what his full potential is as a character because that's like kind of like he literally was just like creeping around in the background was not a main character yeah. for shit but he was just like I know you did it yeah all the I evidence posted towards you like it's like creepy like but yeah. I love it <laughs> that creepy no, motherfucker I, I like dope. I don't like the other shit uh, the 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 guy that that the guy that's head of that uh, organization the guy with the scar mm-hmm. right here in his mouth yeah yeah I thought he was gonna be the bad guy at one point. Not I think he still is going to end up being. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I mean, he's just trying, you know, figure it out. Because I mean, there's there's going to be so many fucking bad guys in this job. Ultimately, what the Viltrumites are the worst ones, I guess. Yeah. So. I don't know. But one season took uh, three volumes of uh, of the graphic novels, Damn, and there's man. like, yeah, there's like nineteen or something like that. So there's still a lot. Well, how many issues are in each volume? Uh, traditional six. Yes, that's not a whole terrible lot, you know. It's kind of like um, what's that drawn on Netflix? Like five. Uh, Umbrella Academy, how they kind of then they kind of combine stuff too. Oh yeah, there was mad elements of seasons or uh, volumes one and two in season one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They same thing, you know. Because shit, Hazel and Cha Cha, yeah, Hazel and Cha Cha weren't even in the story until volume two. So like they were there yeah. off the oh, jump, like in in the TV yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, oh, have you read? Uh, have you read the one where they, how they save Christmas? No. Okay. And I can't believe the co- co- cartoon version or the comic book versions would save Christmas because those two are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, no, Hazel and Cha Cha, like, they are, like, in one part in the comic books, they went to go eat somewhere and they were like, yo, this Joan is so bomb. It's like, it's like, you know, once upon a time in Mexico, he was like, bring me to cook. I want to know what's made of this. And the cook's like, oh, well, I can't tell you that. It's like, it's made with my family's secret recipe. They end up kidnapping the cook. And the next scene is that this nigga's tied to a chair with like four toes cut off. And like his tongue is sticking out. And then he finds, he's like screaming the last like Joan so they could give it to him. And then they still end up killing him either way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they did all that just to get the fucking recipe. I was like, "This is at, nah, y'all niggas is wrong." They probably not gonna cook it neither. <laughs> you know yeah, they cook it wrong. <laughs> Plus, they keep them damn helmets on the entire time, so you never see their faces. Oh. they had the dog. Is it the same like in the show, like the dog, like mask or whatever? Then they have like doggy masks or something. Oh yeah, no, the masks yeah. were exactly the same as they were in the cartoon, okay. except they were just like yeah, the, the cartoonly Ill, ill-proportioned. Gotcha. Like I think the um, wh- whatever ch- whatever the Hazel was wearing, like it was like mad tall, like almost like a top hat. I forgot what I was getting ready to say in regards to what we were actually just talking about. But either way, is there anything else that y'all wanted to talk about for Invincible? <laughs> I'm blown that I finished this so quick and now I have to wait like another year to see another season. I mean, it's only ten episodes. You're gonna finish it quick either way. No, there were like forty five minutes. There was, like, there was like eight episodes. Whatever. It's know. like 45 minutes, though. 45 minutes to an hour. Usually they're like 30, 20 minutes. I mean, I feel like most shows are on like the 45 minute thing nowadays. I don't know. Maybe it's just me or the shit that I'm watching. All right. Was there uh, anything else that y'all wanted to talk about in general before we can, I guess, go ahead and end the episode? Titans season three coming out this summer. Oh, I can't wait for that shit. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Hopefully Titans redeems themselves because I hated the way season two ended. And, uh, well, it ended like that because of COVID, right? 
I don't know, man, but all I know is Wonder Girl, whatever the fuck her name is, went out like some like punk bitch. It actually way, didn't you know make sense. It didn't make sense how she died. You mean to tell me she's like invincible to a lot of things, but then she got like a little electrocuted and then she died? Like, fuck out of here. Her and Superboy were just duking it out like 10 minutes before and like just knocking each other all over the goddamn fucking Ferris or Carnival. And then she touches mm. one bolt of electricity and she's fried. Like, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that, I think that overall killed the whole second season for me. Like, that little bit, I was like, that's stupid. But overall, like, uh, they kind of do have a tendency to kind of let down because the whole Trigon thing was a big letdown, too. And yeah. the beginning of the second season. Well, hopefully now that HBO Max picks them, picked them up, you know what I'm saying? They might put a little more effort into that, their endings, you know? Yeah. I hope so. But, uh, that's TBD. And Doom Patrol is just going to be off some other weird shit. I can't wait to see what they come yeah. up with. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, here's something we can talk about. Oh, shit. Conventions are coming back, yo. Oh, true. Awesome Con is coming back, right? How do y'all how do how do feel about conventions? conventions? I mean, the state of the world right now, things things in general are just... I mean, our county's opening up. By the time this comes out, our county should be fully opened up. Uh, I think Awesome Con is in August. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore just announced that they they are going to be open, and they are usually like in October, November. Gotcha. So I already made the decision that if I'm going, I got used to the mask, and it actually makes sense because for once I haven't gotten the cold or the flu or whatever because I was always wearing a fucking mask. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll, probably, I'll probably from this on in, every year I go to the con, and if I go for all three days, I usually feel sick afterwards, and it's it's called the con crud or whatever. It's apparently it's a thing. Right, because you're always around people. You're touching the same thing that people are touching. Uh, what's you it called? Don't know how All nasty people are who are around you. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I was like, yo, I don't really mind wearing a mask. Uh, to to if I if I go to a con from now on. I mean, uh, it would make sense to me, considering that cons bring people from all over. Like, it's a very, very large area. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially like New York. If the if New York decides to open up this year too. Mm-hmm. Well, for example, the anime convention I went to in New York, they're back this year. And uh, I saw an email recently that they're looking for, like, volunteers to help out that weekend or whatever. So they're, they're going full scene with their cons, too, man. Interesting. Okay. Well, hopefully Would those I go? are not bad. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to going, but, you know, it's not like I'm, like, really, like, pressing to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me personally, I I mean, I would love to go to a con, and I may even not follow what I'm about to say, but, like, I feel like I'd probably wait one more summer and go to another one, like, not this summer, but next summer, just to make sure and be safe. And just because, you know, I got to take care of mom, Dukes, and all that other shit, so better safe than sorry. I would hate to have to miss a con just because, you know, but like I said, I could be bullshit and I could end up being there. Just either way, I would only, I'm really only trying to go to a con to like check out what it's actually like and then just pick up some cheap comic books on my list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, you need to go hit up Baltimore. Baltimore got endless dollar bins. Then I will have to do that. Yeah. Uh, awesome con is more like, you know, mainstream pop kind of like a, a thing where like you, they have like all the, you know, stars or whatever. It's all media based or whatever. So you you pay extra for for pictures with with people. Baltimore Comic Con is more the traditional type where all they have is fucking comic book vendors. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like I've I've I remember seeing like I've got the trade. My brother wanted uh what's it called uh, Watchmen the graphic novel. I think it's like a twenty five dollar book, mm-hmm. right? I went to I went to Baltimore Comic Con and I saw it there for five dollars. 
Damn. Okay. Yeah, I definitely so, need to go check that joint out. Cause I'm starting to get into the expensive, yeah. expensive shit that I gotta get. Yeah. Every uh, now and then yeah, I treat myself, issues. but shit, the last comic book I bought, twenty five bucks. That was the last most expensive comic book that I bought for a back issue. Mm. And that's because I had really? a little bread. <laughs> I had a little bread in my pocket, so you know I was like, "Oh, treat yourself." Check out that. Check out that steak and it's Chipotle burrito that day too. Hey, put a little guac <laughs> on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, if that's everything that we've got for today, shall we just go ahead and sign off? Yeah, I'm good, man. Can't think of anything else at the moment. All right. Servito. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, it's just uh, le- hopefully I don't fucking get tired. I mean, get lazy again. I need to catch up on some reading. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, no, there's some, as much as I have been reading, there's some stuff I've been like avoiding reading in order to read other stuff. So, yeah, I need to do that. I'm still halfway with uh, Ten of Swords. Oh. Damn, you slow. <laughs> Yo, and this is this should tell you how backed up I am on Batman, right? I still haven't even finished uh Tom King's run. I'm still on uh City of Bane. That's that was Jesus that, Christ, that was targeted that was like towards two years ago. Damn, two years. No, I just, I just that was like two years ago, bro. Like legit, I was in New York still. <laughs> Look, Vito, I need you to get your life together, okay? <laughs> oh, uh what do you call it? The one thing oh the one thing I will say though is I know you guys, you guys aren't reading it. I just know it. But like the fucking Power Rangers run, they switched it into two different teams. So now they made this whole like <laughs> retroactive thing with happened with like Trini, Zach, and Jason, like the original Yellow, Black, and Red Rangers. So instead of going to whatever little summit or peace conference, whatever the fuck it was that they went to in the TV show, they actually on the in the comic books that they did, they left Earth and they became a new set of Power Rangers called the Omega Rangers. Oh, no. And they're even more powerful than the ones on Earth. Gotcha. Shit. I, 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 I picked up Mighty Morphin not knowing that it goes along with Power Rangers. It does, it does to up. a point. It does to a point. Because they're together at one point working together. And then after, after the Omega Rangers leave, Mighty Morphin stays the ones on Earth. And then Power Rangers is them off in space. Yeah, so I got three issues of Mighty Morphin, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized that the covers for Power Rangers actually connect with the issues of uh, Mighty Morphin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, never mind, I'm dropping this. It was like High Republic for me, the Star Wars joint. Like, they came out with like a new series called High Republic. And then, um, Adventures. And then they came out with Adventures. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Just keep it at one. Yeah, because no, because they did that in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers book. Like, like I said, it started off as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like just one single book, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then they split it into Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers between the two Earthbound and Spacebound teams. But then, like, when, like I said, when they're together at that point, like those three comics or those two comics that they're there together, you have to like buy them in the new series as well. So it's just like now you have like two copies of each of like of, of at least two stories. Or of at least two comics that have different titles and different covers, but they're the exact same thing that you've already read before. It's it's really annoying. I can't stand it when they do that, but you know what? They're gonna make their money somehow. Yeah, true shit. But all right, we'll go ahead and leave it on that note. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening to us talk your ear off about some comic book shit. Until next time, we'll holler at you later. Peace. Peace.